This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we us? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, August 1st, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the news in the world of professional wrestling from AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so much more. It's a daily podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news and all the information around your favorite superstars. It's available anywhere fine podcasts are made available, and once again, it is free on a daily basis. With that being said, let's go ahead let's get into the headlines. Let's start over on Wrestling Inc. Major update on Sasha Banks and Naomi reportedly coming back to WWE. Olivia Quinvalin is writing in at this hour. A significant update has developed regarding the status with Sasha Banks and Naomi and WWE. WrestlingNews.co reported earlier today that there was an agreement that's been reached with both parties that they may return to the company. Now, Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Live podcast stated that a source confirmed the report to him and said to believe the report was accurate but couldn't say it was 100% sure as of yet. Now, Banks and Naomi walked out of Monday Night Raw on May the 16th after being unhappy with creative plans for the show. Now, due to the relinquish in the women's tag team titles, a new title tournament has been placed right now. Now, the two women also had to be edited out of all of WWE's content, removed from the internal roster, and change their social media headlines in wake of the news. Now, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer mentioned last week that the two have been in talks with WWE and they were trying to reconcile with the two women coming back to the company 
now that Vince McMahon is no longer in place. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming on this developing story. We have backstage news on Brock Lesnar's big trailer spot that he did at SummerSlam. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour. Brock Lesnar's trailer stunt at WWE SummerSlam didn't quite go according to plan. Now, according to PW Insider, Lesnar pushing the ring towards the announce table and lifting the ring with a tractor was far rougher and harder than anyone had planned for. Now, according to the report, there was at least one rehearsal for the spot that was done with the production team just lifting the ring. It doesn't sound like Lesnar himself got any practice with the tractor either, outside of his extensive farming experience. Now, despite the presence of the heavy machinery, Lesnar was unable to defeat Roman Reigns in the last man standing match. Lesnar sent Reigns tumbling out of the ring and onto the floor. Now, Lesnar did end up losing the match when the Usos and Reigns continued to pile many items on him so he could not get to the 10 count. Now, after the match, Lesnar stood in the utmost corner of the ring and tipped his cowboy hat to the Nashville audience, which coupled with a few recent reports that Lesnar was frustrated by Vince McMahon leaving is leading to speculation that it could be one of Lesnar's last moments in a WWE ring. However, a recent advertisement for WWE Day 1 event in 2023 has seemingly confirmed that the Beast Incarnate is sticking around with WWE. WWE for the foreseeable future. Now, at least he would be a part of the company in some capacity. With more information on where Brock Lesnar stands and the massive moment that he had at SummerSlam, Ross Berman has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Continuing on, let's talk a little bit about Rick Boogs. We have an update on Rick Boogs' recovery from his injury. Now, Tyler Miller's writing in at this hour. On night one of WrestleMania 38, the Usos defeated WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions against the challengers Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Now, while the match wasn't famous, and it definitely wasn't a five-star classic, it was infamous and unfortunate for an injury that was suffered at the hands of Rick Boogs. During the match, Boogs' attempt to lift both Jimmy and Jay on his shoulders for a fireman's carry. However, in the process, Boogs suffered a torn quadricep. Now, it seems that Rick Boogs may be gearing up for a return sooner than expected, as the wrestling rock star recently took to Twitter and shared a video of him back in the gym, lifting weights and looking in the best shape of his life. Now, this is the latest news situation coming directly from him. If you'd like to see more information about this, you can go ahead and follow him on social media and get more on his recovery from this injury. Ross Berman is also writing in this hour, a series of matches to determine the number one contender for Bobby Lashley and more announced for tonight's WWE Raw. Now it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new time in WWE, and quite a few talents are feeling really good about what the future holds for WWE. WWE has announced that a slew of matches for tonight's Raw, which is rumored to be something of a statement of the new creative direction for the company under AAA, who is consumed control of creative in wake of Vince McMahon's controversial retirement. Now, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions will also be in action, Jimmy and Jey Uso, as they will face Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic after both teams were successful in their matches at SummerSlam over the weekend. The Uso's Tag Team Champions will be on the line tonight. Also is set up tonight from Houston, Texas, is a pair of triple threat matches, which will see Dolph Ziggler, Tommaso Ciampa, Chad Gable, and others wrestle each other, while Mustafa Ali, AJ Styles, and The Miz will compete in a second triple threat. Now, the win Winners of these two triple threat matches will then compete and face each other to determine who will face United States champion Bobby Lashley. For more information on all of this and the creative changes happening WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will give you more information. As far as Tommaso Ciampa is concerned, Tommaso Ciampa is seeing a rejuvenation in his career since Triple H has taken over. Ciampa's WWE presentation will reportedly change once again under Triple H. Ross Berman is writing in this hour, viewers could soon be seeing a lot more of the old 
killed Tommaso Ciampa on Monday Night Raw. According to a recent report from Fightful Select, Tommaso Ciampa presentation will be enhanced under his new vision of creative as far as Triple H is concerned. Now, according to the report, Ciampa will be putting more matches to showcase his abilities, possibly as early as WWE Monday Night Raw after SummerSlam. According to Fightful Select, there was also talk of returning Ciampa to his former well-known NXT theme, No One Will Survive, but no plans have been confirmed as of this publication. Ciampa was also recently acting as the muscle for The Miz in a role he earned from the former NXT champion, and he's gained considerable praise backstage for his attitudes and his adaptability since graduating from the NXT brand. Ciampa had been an outspoken man in his desire to stay with WWE's main roster, but it reportedly he had a cheerful demeanor since joining WWE, and one source said Ciampa had been making the most of everything under CEO Vince McMahon. Now, Ciampa was recently involved in the Miz's feud with Logan Paul, accompanying Miz and Maurice to the ring before the match happening at SummerSlam. Now, tonight's Raw is expected to be a statement episode, as Triple H's new creative direction will be in full swing, and the company has even teased, once again, Sasha Banks and Naomi returning live in Houston, Texas, and former NXT Cruiserweight Champion Santo Escobar has also been hinted about returning as well. Raw scheduled for 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. Also, more information, Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour. WWE star gave Pat McAfee a gold chain to wear during his SummerSlam match. This past weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, WWE held their 35th annual SummerSlam premium live event, featuring many highlights and memorable moments throughout the show. One of the more exciting parts of the show was when Happy Corbin was facing commentator and former NFL punter Pat McAfee. Now, the match saw the former Indianapolis Colts pin Corbin in a corner-assisted sunset flip powerbomb after hitting Corbin with a punt to the groin with the referee Charles Robinson incapacitated. McAfee has now wrestled on four WWE shows, working the first two down in NXT in his previous matches, came at WrestleMania 38 when he defeated Theory, but then lost to Vince McMahon the same night. During McAfee's last two matches, he wore his classic black top, but sported a gold chain underneath. Now, anyone who's a fan of McAfee and watches the Pat McAfee show knows the gold chain and the black tank top are very classic classic look for the former punter. But according to McAfee, on the night of SummerSlam, he forgot his chain. Now, Jimmy Uso gave me a chain to wear because he knew I didn't have one, McAfee said during the latest episode of his show. I think this chain got me through the match. And you know what? I really did appreciate it. It was a magical night. It was a magical evening. Now we focus on what's next. Where are we going? What is going to be next? I'm training in this humidity and remembering, guess what? This is SummerSlam season. For more information on all of this and more about Pat McAfee, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information will be made available. Ross Berman is also hinting AEW Rampage hits new low in the key demos during their normal time slot. Now, just when AEW thought the ratings for Rampage they had seen hitting the bottom had reached it, well, they hit a new bottom. Now, WrestleNomics is reporting that AEW Rampage was watched by 375,000 people on average, with around 143 average viewers in the 18-49 to 49 demo, which is a 0.11 rating. It's a new low for the program as far as its standard time slot. Now, the report notes that only one episode of Rampage in the show's young history has tied for that figure, and it was preempted in May. Now, the previous low for Rampage time slot was on June the 17th. Now, the viewership has dropped 12% from the last week's Rampage, which scored a 0.14 in the 18-49 demo, and it was the 11th most watched show last week, whereas this week's program was ranked 23 out of the top 25 shows. This week's Rampage held strong amongst the 55-plus demographic, but it suffered its most significant loss in men 18-49, to which saw a 35% drop against the median viewership in the last 28 days. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and they will give you more information on all 
all of the demos. Eric Mutters writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. WWE announces Ronda Rousey has been fined and suspended, but for what reason? During WWE SummerSlam this past weekend, fans saw Ronda Rousey didn't handle defeat very well, losing her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match to Liv Morgan, and her handling of the situation has led to some immediate storyline consequences for the WWE star. Earlier on Monday afternoon, WWE announced a change to Rousey's status on the blue brand going forward, as well as a longer statement on matters featured on the WWE website. It said, breaking news, following her attack on a WWE official at SummerSlam, Ronda Rousey has been fined and suspended, the tweet reads. Now, if you'd like to find out more about what's going on with her and what this may be in the storyline with her and Liv Morgan, Eric Mutter has more of this right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour. Will Triple H be taking over creative means that the Hurt Business is going to return to WWE programming? With Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, now the head of creative, there will be some changes coming, at least as far as anything as far as SummerSlam and the fallout. Within the first two weeks of his job, Levesque brought in Low Sky, formerly known as Eero Shirai, into NXT and released Dakota Kai from a stable with Bayley. Meanwhile, another popular faction that fans have not forgotten about is Bobby Lashley's Hurt Business, which never got to perform in front of any live crowds, which, when they were together, it was during the pandemic time. Now, in a quote, this is what he had to say. I think Triple H is going to do anything that fans want at this point, Lashley said in an exclusive interview with Wrestling Inc. senior editor Nick Hausman. Hurt Business 2.0 is on its way. You never know. I keep grudges with everyone. Me and MVP, we had a deal. We have a lot of chemistry together, and we ran, and we won two world titles together. We did everything, and it was great. And then we fell apart. But do I have respect for MVP still? Absolutely. I'm not going to take away anything from him just because things changed my career. We still have a potential to do a lot more things. Continue to follow all of this information on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is also writing in this hour about Max Caster. She's writing that Max Caster was bothered by the comparison to another WWE rapping star. Max Caster, one half of the acclaimed alongside Anthony Bowens, is pretty over with the AEW audience these days, and not just for his in-ring work. Caster's become known for performing his raps on his way to the ring, usually discussing whoever he's about to take on in a singles or a tag match. Now, of course, one notable wrestler who also used his rapping way to the ring earlier in his days was John Cena. Now, many believe that he is developing into a John Cena-like character, but this is what Caster had to say. The John Cena stuff bothered me at first, Caster said while preparing all hip-hop TV. It's tough, though, to be something new in wrestling, right? Everything's already been done. It bothered me at first, and then I realized, well, you are comparing me to arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. Definitely the biggest drawing wrestler in modern era, at least the era that we're in right now. So that's really not a bad thing. To have John Cena out there, me being compared to him, that's kind of a big deal. I saw the comments right before I wrestled CM Punk, and you know what? I think, wow, damn, that's crazy. That's life. You just never know. With more information about Max Caster and how he feels about the comparisons between he and WWE legend John Cena, continue following Wrestling Inc. as there will be more information. Now, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit more about what's going to be happening with more stars who may be coming back to WWE due to the fact that Triple H is in charge. One person in particular could be Killer Cross. Tyler Miller is writing in at this hour. Killer Cross shared a message and 
has fans buzzing about his potential WWE return. Recently, Instagram user shared a story featuring Killer Cross's old theme song, Fall and Pray, from his WWE NXT time and Monday Night Raw. Now, the interesting part of all this is it made it very clear that they wanted Cross to come back to WWE. The music is loud, the music is angry, everything is going. Now, Killer Cross also kind of made a statement that he would be open to returning to WWE this past weekend as well. Now, Killer Cross, best known for his audience is Carrion Cross, made his debut in NXT in 2020 after Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa won final beat cinematic match. Now, Cross would early be involved in early storylines in NXT involving him with Tommaso Ciampa and Keith Lee, and the latter which Cross would end up taking the NXT championship before having to relinquish a championship just days later due to an injury. This wouldn't be the only time that Cross won gold in WWE. He also won the NXT championship a second time at Stand and Deliver from Finn Balor. Now, Karrion Cross hasn't been seen in a WWE ring since 2021 and hasn't been in NXT since losing the championship to Samoa Joe at TakeOver 36. From there, Cross would on to be featured on Monday Night Raw. He would make his debut against the charismatic Enigma Jeff Hardy. Cross would seemingly lose his debut match in under a minute. Cross's main roster run, though, would be infamously remembered for a new look WWE gave to him while his manager and wife Scarlett was in his corner. The new look included a mask and leather suspenders, which definitely was not something that he wanted. Cross would go on to Slater be released by WWE, and Cross had always wondered if a time in WWE would still last again. Now, with Triple H in control of creative, that just might be a possibility. For more information on Killer Cross, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as more information on this will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's head over to our friends on eWrestling News. A potential spoiler on a name backstage at Raw, Becky Lynch has an injury and so much more. According to a report from PW Insider, WWE Hall of Fame Edge is backstage at Raw and is expected to appear tonight. As we reported earlier, Becky Lynch suffered a separated shoulder injury during her Raw Women's Championship match with Bianca Belair at WWE SummerSlam. In an update, Fightful is reporting that Lynch suffered the shoulder injury early in the match, but she was able to work through the pain. While it's unknown how long she'll be out of action. Lynch is expected to miss at least some in-ring time. It's also said to be 50-50 whether she will end up needing surgery. For more information on this, continue following e-wrestling news and Ryan Clark will have more information as this story develops. AEW star Mark Henry is making headlines today. Mark Henry gives high praise to Wardlow and compares him to Brock Lesnar. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, Mark Henry believes AEW star Wardlow will become the most dominant force in wrestling since Brock Lesnar. During a recent interview with Bill after for Sports Kita, the WWE Hall of Famer gave some high praise for the current AEW TNT champion, saying the following, I think Wardlow is an unbelievable competitor, and he's going to get even better. The Wardlow we see right now is a best of there is, but I think there is more to this guy. But in the next two years, Wardlow is going to be the most dominant force in pro wrestling since Brock Lesnar, since Goldberg, since The Rock, since Steve Austin. He is going to continue to grow and get better. Wardlow defeated Scorpio Sky on the July 6th episode of Dynamite to capture the TNT championship. Now, with more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. as there will be more information regarding this. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Trish Stratus, Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, and Mandy Rose, and a little bit of Kayla Braxton. It's the Daily Report, which means it's time to see the top 25 Instagram photos of the week gallery, as usual, as compiled by WWE. Now, the names that I've mentioned before are all being seen in different photos. Some of this week's big picks include Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Finn Balor, Electra Lopez, Kayla Braxton, Ali, Big E, Roxanne Perez, Charlotte Flair, Dolph Ziggler, Lacey Evans, Maurice, and so many more. Now, if you'd like to go ahead and see that, you can 
follow them on all their Instagram accounts and you can see the pictures of them trending right now over on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at what the ratings were. WWE SmackDown ratings for the July 29th episode. Last week's episode of WWE SmackDown brought in 2.1 million viewers on Fox. Now this is down from the 2.2 million viewers it did a week ago. SmackDown pulled a .52 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo, which is down from the .62 rating it had a week ago. Last week was the best key demo rating since January for the brand. This week was the Go Home SummerSlam show. Now Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. The show featured Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre in a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans and the New Day took on the Viking Raiders. Now you can follow more about all this by following Brandon Thurston and your Ravens from eWrestling News and eWrestling News itself to give you more information on all of the ratings. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the ratings for AEW Dynamite. We talked about this briefly earlier, but Friday night's episode of AEW Dynamite only pulled in 375,000 total viewers. They drew a .11 rating in the 18-49 demo. Last week's show brought in 428,000 viewers and a .17 rating in the 18-49 demo. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported all these numbers. This was the second lowest demo rating in Rampage history and the second lowest key viewership in its time slot. Now the June 17th episode was the lowest it had ever been in its normal time slot. The episode featured Lee Moriarty versus Matt Seidel, Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho, Ethan Page versus Leo Ruffin and Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt versus Orange Cassidy and the best friends. For more information on AEW's ratings, continue following Brandon Thurston and continue following Andrew Ravens as more information will be forthcoming. Mick Foley is making headlines at this hour. Mick Foley confirms his Twitter account had been hacked and says someone was trying to extort him. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. As reported here last night, WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley had his Twitter account hacked. Now the hardcore legend took to Instagram today to confirm his account was hacked and the person behind it is trying to extort him for money, Foley writes. This was not good. My son Hugh and I were out for a boys night out and it was an amazing night we had. Not only did I get to put my daughter's boyfriend Frank the Clown in his place, but there was also some great matches. I saw some old friends and it was part of the joyous atmosphere backstage, the likes of which I seldom get to see. I did not know that The Undertaker was coming till about 20 minutes before he arrived. It certainly was good to sit there and reminisce with someone I had so much history with and there was no heat whatsoever between me and The Undertaker. Great matches come and go on the occasion. I had to headline pay-per-view shows. You walk through the curtain after the match and the crew is breaking down the arena and there's only a handful of your colleagues left who haven't hit the road. WrestleMania would have been a major exception for that rule, but last night there was an amazing sense of history and joy backstage and I am so glad I had a chance to be a part of it. Now, in not so good news, my Twitter account had been hacked. Someone is trying to extort me for money until further notice or you see a video of me saying otherwise, please don't follow any scams on my Twitter account. Now, he was obviously talking about the big match that was Ric Flair's last night and how he felt being a part of the atmosphere, along with talking about everything that had happened on his Twitter account and the scam that had been happening with him. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and eWrestling News, and they will give you more information. Kevin Nash is commenting on Vince McMahon allegations and give thanks to his former boss. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, During the latest edition of his Click, the podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash thanked Vince McMahon for always believing in him and giving him an opportunity with the, his famous Diesel character. Now, on the allegations against Vince McMahon, this is what he had to say. If you have some affairs, you know, I go with the whole Charlie Sheen thing. When the 
Heidi Fleiss thing came out. Everybody jumped on Sheen's throat like, Charlie, why are you paying for prostitutes? He's like, I'm not paying for prostitutes. I'm paying them to get the F out of my house. And you know, Vince had these affairs and maybe it was time, you know? Something just didn't work out. You just don't want to get all into all of it. So instead of becoming a situation where it was just sour grapes and he wanted to break something off with someone, there's no NWO with no diesel. And I would wanted to personally thank you and thank you for everything you've done for this industry. And I don't want you to think that you've got to do anything else. For more information on all of this, like I said, continue following eWrestling News and more informations will be coming forward. Let's talk about one of the most big news that's trending right now is Ric Flair's last match. Ric Flair's last match happened last night at the conclusion of StarCast 5. It saw Ric Flair and Andrade El Idolo defeat Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in a grudge tag team match. Now, many people watching the match were holding their breath in fear of something may happen to Ric Flair during the match. Many people were very happy to see Ric Flair return for one last fling. However, there was a considerable number of people who were worried about the welfare of Ric. Right now, we don't have any comments outside of what Ric said after the match, but I'm sure more information will be coming forward regarding how Ric Flair feels and as the sentiments continue to pour in about whether or not it was a good idea for Rick to be out there again. With that being said, this is going to complete today's headlines. If you'd like to continue listening to headlines, it's a one-stop shop free podcast available anywhere podcasts are made available. Also remember, it's part of the Front Row Material brand. Front Row Material interviews drop every single Friday, and it is amazing interviews with upcoming stars and legends of the business. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLP.